Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion. I think some of you will find it very interesting as well. In the western United States, as you probably are aware, there is a shortage of water. Western part of the United States, a lot of it is arid desert. Some of it is hot desert, but a lot of it is high plains desert. Either way, essentially it means they don't get a lot of precipitation in the form of either rain or snow. Well, as you may know, the western United States has been receiving a lot of population growth as people have, generally speaking, been migrating from east to west in the United States and some from north to south, the result of which is a booming population in the western United States, those states west of the Mississippi, However, the water supply does not increase. This has created water shortages. And of course, like everything else in the United States, if you have a shortage of something, the supply goes down while the price goes up. So the question becomes then, who has the water, who gets the water, and who can't get water for their farms, for their factories, for their industry, for their cities, for their homes? Well, where is the water going? You might be surprised to find out, because you're going to hear it today, probably nowhere else, that 20 families in the United States, 20 of the richest families in the United States, use billions of gallons of water each. In fact, all 20 of these very wealthy families in the United States use more water than three entire states combined. Let me repeat that to you. 20 families in the United States use more water than three entire populations of three entire states. Well, you may say to yourself, well, gosh, what are they doing with all that water? How much is that? Would you be surprised to find out that each of these families consumes billions of gallons of water a year? That's B with a billion, billions of gallons of water each year, each of these 20 families. Well, you may say to yourself, well, but maybe they, they don't have any money. Maybe they're starving. Maybe they need this water, blah, blah, blah. No, not based on need. No, not based on need for water and not based on poverty. No, no, no. These 20 families have the rights to the water from the Colorado River, which is the main watershed, the main water provider for a lot of Western United States. So while these states are squabbling over how do I get a little bit of water, the 20 families that have historic rights to these waters are taking billions of gallons themselves, while everyone else has none. So everyone else is paying a fortune for water and can't get it. These 20 families have unlimited water and are using it to make themselves even richer. Well, you may say to yourself, well, but maybe that's because they did something great that served humanity. Maybe they did something great that there's a reason why these 20 families have the rights to all the water in the Colorado River. No, some of them married into the families. So... They got it by marriage. Others got it by inheritance. Nothing they did, nothing their fathers or mothers did, possibly nothing their grandparents did.
but their great grandparents were the first ones out there and took huge ranches, gigantic ranches back when land was free and cheap. And so they got all this land for free or cheap. And then they got all the water rights. And now there's nothing left over for anyone else. So that's how you have it. 20 families that are already billionaires have the water rights to the Colorado River, and each of them consumes billions of gallons while everyone else pays a fortune for very little water and can't get enough. Well, how do I know that? Well, I'll share an article with you today from ProPublica. The ProPublica website is spelled P-R-O-P-U-B-L-I-C-A. You can find it on the internet. This article came out on November 9th. So it's a long article. I probably won't read the entire thing, but I'll read part of it to you. And afterwards, we can discuss this. Here we go. Quote from ProPublica, the website. Quote, Craig Elmore's family, history is the stuff of Westerns. His grandfather, John Elmore, was the poor son of a Missouri preacher. He arrived in California's Imperial Valley in 1908, and he dug ditches to deliver water to the homesteaders. Then he got married to a citrus magnate's daughter, and his reputed good fortune as a gambler and some business acumen, and he amassed the Elmore Desert Ranch, which is 12,000 acres that two branches of the family still farm. All that land in the blazing hot southeastern corner of California came with a huge bonanza, water from the Colorado River. In 2022, the present-day Elmores consumed an estimated 22.5 billion gallons of water. According to a Desert Sun ProPublica analysis of satellite data combined with business and agricultural records, that was almost as much as the entire city of Scottsdale, Arizona, combined. That put the Elmores in an exclusive company. They are one of 20 extended families who receive fully one-seventh of the river's flow through its lower half, a whopping 1,186,000 acre feet or about 386 billion gallons of water, the analysis showed. The Colorado River system supplies 35 million people in seven states and Mexico, it nearly collapsed last year. Even after a wet winter, it is dwindling due to overuse and climate change. But no matter how low its reservoirs sink, the historic claims of these families and all of the Imperial County place them first in line, ahead of every state and every major city for whatever water remains. How a handful of families and rural irrigation districts came to control so much of the West most valuable river is a story of geography and good timing, intermarrying and shrewd strategy, and a rich but sometimes ugly past when racist laws and wartime policies excluded farmers of color. Together, together they winnowed the greatest access to these 20 clans who today use more of the river than all of Wyoming, New Mexico, and Nevada combined. A vast laser-leveled green quilt of crops covers this naturally bone-dry valley, all of it grown with Colorado River water. And the water is held in trust by the Imperial Irrigation District and two small agencies, 
meaning they are legally required to deliver the water to any county land over for use on their property. And many farmers here see the river water as their private property, although nearly all acknowledge it can't be sold apart from their land. It's not a public resource, says Rachel Magos, the executive director of the Imperial County Farm Bureau. It's called prior perfected rights. That phrase, prior perfected rights, is shorthand for the legal decision spanning 100 years, including three by the U.S. Supreme Court, that perpetuated those rights since early would-be developers stock claims in the Imperial Valley that amounted to the river's entire flow. Blood ties and ceaseless buying of lands from less successful farmers or descendants who wanted a windfall have concentrated thousands of farm fields and the water that comes with them into an ever smaller number of hands, says county tax assessor Robert Menville. Menville's a third-generation resident. His extended family owns 1,700 acres that they lease to farmers, some of whom he's known his entire life. Quote, you've got this small group of families, and they're all intermarried. It's almost like a feudal-type system. And we're combining our little kingdoms, he says. These fiefdoms exclude most of the Imperial Valley's 180,000 residents. Agricultural operations, in addition to historic farming families, include universities, the Mormon church, outside speculators, and a Middle Eastern hay company that get 97% of the irrigation district's river water, while every town, strip mall, and other business combined gets 3%. And the county ranks among the poorest in California. In 2021, the per capita income was $19,000. The U.S. per capita income that year was $70,000. Irrigation District spokesperson Robert Shetler didn't dispute the Desert Sun and the ProPublica analysis showing who uses the Valley's water and what they do with it. And he said in a statement that despite distributing half of its water to 20 extended families, the district provides, quote, equitable water delivery service to all, unquote. Well, there you go. It goes on from there. You can read it online yourself. But what's the point? Well, the point is you have 20 families using billions of gallons of water while millions and millions and millions of people have none. And those millions and millions and millions of people have to pay a fortune to get any water at all while these 20 families use billions and billions of water to give themselves billions and billions more dollars. It is the feudal system. It's not like the feudal system. This is like medieval Europe. It's the feudal system. You have 20 families owning all the land, using all the water, and everyone else is poor. How poor? Well, the article pointed out that in Imperial County, which is the center of the Colorado River Valley, the average income is $19,000 a year. So everyone else has nothing. These 20 families have billions of dollars. That basically makes them serfs or peasants or slaves or whatever you want to call them to these 20 families. That's what's going on right here in America right now. Everyone else is fighting over peanuts. We're all fighting over crumbs, toaster crumbs. Well, a very small number of people have monopulated land ownership and water ownership. That's here in America. So what does that mean? You're like, well, not a problem because when they die, they'll pay their their estate taxes and the rest of the money will go back to the public. No, it won't. Death taxes or estate taxes, as they used to be known, have been eliminated by our broken and corrupt federal government. What that means is when they die, all that money, all that land, and all those water rights 
just get passed on to their descendants. The public never gets it back. It used to get it back, but since the repeal of the estate taxes, known as the death taxes, the public never gets the money back. The farmers get to keep it all. And you may say, well, but they pay taxes every year. No, they don't. The federal government does not tax farming. And the states do not tax farming either. Instead, they pay what's known as a usage fee, sometimes as little as a dollar or $2 an acre. What that means is on your small little apartment or home or condo or town, townhome, on your small acreage, you might pay five or six or seven or 10000 a year in property tax. But a farmer that owns 100,000 acres of land and is a multi-multi-millionaire, maybe a billionaire, might pay less than you per acre, a lot less than you per acre, a thousand times less than you per acre. So basically what it means is the rich farmers are paying almost nothing in taxes and their land is passing either through marriage or through inheritance to their kinfolk while everyone else gets nothing and lives in poverty. That's what's happening in America right now. I ask you, isn't this just a clear sign of the decline and fall of America? I'm Charles Factor, your worldwide podcasting host, broadcasting from the Holly Springs Studios in North Carolina, wishing you a great day.